If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. Welcome, friends. It is the 493rd edition of Podcast Unlocked, IGN's weekly Xbox show. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined by Destin Legary. Bam! Hey, everybody. Bring in the hype with Unlocked. There it is. Miranda Sanchez is recovering from her uh, second vaccine dose. She's laying low today. Brandon, Brandon Tyrell, once again, he has been unable to crawl out from underneath the avalanche of meetings that he's trapped under. So we wish both of them well. But joining us, uh, you may remember him from his appearance earlier in the year, towards the beginning of the year on Podcast Unlocked. Great to see Twitch's Ray Apollo again. Ray, welcome back. Hey, thank you so much for having me back. I appreciate it. And Destin, the hype, it makes me feel good. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the energy. So no, thank you so much for having me back. It's good to be back talking about Xbox. You're more than yes, welcome to help with the hype. Bring it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Now, Ray, if uh, for listeners that may have missed your previous episode or, or, you know, it's been a little while, give us a refresher. Who is Ray Apollo? What does he do? You know, kindergarten cop style. Who Who is your Ray Apollo and what does he do? <laughs> well, I am a community marketing specialist over at Twitch uh, and I have a great time over there, but I'm also a content creator first and foremost. Uh, I've created a lot of wonderful stuff on Twitch. So, you know, I'm hanging up with us on Twitch. And then on Twitter, I also do a lot of fun Things that uh, range from um, very PG to not sometimes question mark, but I have a really good time and I'm just all about making sure that when you interact or hang out with me that you're having a fantastic time as well. Do a lot of stuff with anime and robots, as you can see, those are my children back there, Bobbert 1 and Bobbert 2. Um, and yeah, that's about it in a nutshell. I love that your your own self-described MPAA rating is PG question mark? Maybe <laughs> yes. sometimes. Yes, that, well, that uh, is, if somebody if somebody heard me who knows me heard me say they'd be like, yeah. That makes <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> well, before we get rolling, uh, Ray, please give out what is your Twitch channel? Where can we follow you? Twi- uh, Twitch and Twitter. Twitch.tv forward slash Ray Apollo. Same with Twitter. I made sure to get it right. So Ray Apollo, R-A-Y-A-P-O-L-L-O. And no, it's not Ray Apollo. It's Ray Apollo. 
good to know. All right, I'm glad I I'm glad I pronounced it correctly the first time. Now some um, people are like is Ray a chicken. I'm like, no, it's Ray Apollo. <laughs> well, you know, now we know the word. The record has been corrected for everybody out there. It's set now. All right. Uh, remember, follow us on our new YouTube home, which is youtubecom games. We are building up the fan base over there, moving everybody off the old channel onto the new one. And uh, loot box. I'm taking those video loot box questions via Twitter now. So just put your put yourself on video, record yourself with your question. Try to keep it to a minute or less if you can, and just tag me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan, and you might be featured on an upcoming episode of the podcast. Finally, one more quick housekeeping note. The IGN store, which is just loaded with awesome, cool, geeky, nerdy t-shirts. I was going to say Gertie. That's, I think, a different thing. That's a combination of the two that doesn't sound like... PG-13 question mark? (laughs) (laughs) Anything anybody wants. Uh, But no, we've got some new, literal new toys on the IGN store. Uh, A dude, Dead by Daylight figure. It's made by... Uh, it's the Wraith. It's made by the Japanese manufacturer. And I got to take, hold on. Uh, Koto Bukuya. I think I pronounced that correctly. Probably not, but, uh, check that out. Sorry. They made an excellent master chief figure. Not that long ago that, uh, used to be on pair's desk, I think, or friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they make some good stuff. So all that is on the IGN store store.ign.com is the place to go for that. Okay, uh, Ray, you and I are going to talk right now while Destin watches enviously with his his peasant phone holder, gamepad holder. Yeah. Backbone. Let's talk about this for a second. Because uh, I do need to say, first and foremost, this uh, the, the Backbone folks very kindly sent this to me. So I want to thank them for providing this. I've had a chance to play with it a little bit. Uh, Ray, I want to get your take first, because now, you know, we've got we've got uh, xCloud rolling out. Of course, it's on Android devices now. We've got the beta that's rolling out wider and wider to right, right. iOS devices. I got my invite last you keep week. your backbone. So. I got my $3 phone clip. <laughs> eBay.com. It, it gets the job done, Dustin. That's right. But, but uh, Ray, what? I mean, I've saw The Verge gave this a glowing review. Uh, I'm pretty impressed with it so far. I'll talk about that in a second. But I want to hear your take on this and, and your experience with gaming on this thing. So I... Actually, I love it. I had a, a, I saw it online and various people were like, oh yeah, Backbone's great. I'm like, okay, I have to see this. So my Amazon account graciously sent this to me. Uh, and uh, I, I honestly, I love it. I use it to do remote play on my Xbox. And let me tell you, I was so surprised at how well that performed, especially just with, just with this as a controller, it feels like something that I would actually want to play video games on. And that's what makes a difference. If there's a difference of, you can play video games on it versus, oh, no, I want to play video games on that. And that's the big kicker for me. It feels like it's made for video games and it feels real good. I like it. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's very comfortable. I've, I've got a 12 Pro Max, so it's, you know, it's the biggest phone Apple makes. I and, got the smallest you know, you, one they make. I got get the in here. I like that if you just push the there's a backbone button down here uh, on the corner, you just hit that and it'll go. Oops, I got to plug it in properly first. It'll go straight into Xbox remote play. It just cuts right into it, which is really cool. Um, The buttons feel good. Uh, The triggers feel good, which is important. And uh, what's also interesting, it has a it has a power pass through. If you you know, you are sitting around and just don't want to be burning battery. There's a lightning pass through for the iPhone there. 
And then uh, there's a three and a half millimeter headphone jack, which, of course, the iPhone doesn't even have. Right. But you can plug a three and a half uh, headphone in there and and you and use that for audio, which I think is great. I think and the D-pad seems good. The only thing I, I don't know about how, how you feel, Ray, um, it's got PlayStation style concave. Uh, oh, wait, no, excuse me. Convex thumbsticks. I always confuse those two. Uh, the, you know, the, the raised hump mm-hmm. thumbsticks. Uh, I prefer the Xbox gamepads convex. Excuse me now, concave. Jeez, I'm really bad at this. How long have I been hosting a show? Is it two days or is it like 20 years? Because it's it words are like hard. It's... All right, words are difficult. <laughs> anyway, that would be the only thing I would like immediately change would be to to change the thumbsticks to the, how they are on uh, the concave is what I want. Uh, I can see way. that. Like I that I do have to like do the the trick where you you know you move your index finger up and then you know it makes space for you to put your thumb back on. I understand. It's just. We, we shouldn't have to learn how to do that. <laughs> we should just be able to have it fit and work. But no, uh, I agree. It's been a real solid experience. It's just been something I did not expect to enjoy as much as I do. Uh, I travel a lot. And so this, now I have to bring, you know, a le- like I don't have to bring a whole controller. As much as I like my Xbox controllers, I don't like to carry them everywhere. So this is easy enough for me to just throw out a bag and have with me. Yeah. Yeah. Agree completely. So yeah, for those of you who are looking to take a dip into the xCloud world, I, you know, again, I will caveat, I haven't used any of the other options. I know there's the, there's like the, uh, I can't remember the names of them. Destin, oh, yeah, one of the, the other the ones? Razor Kishi. Yeah. yeah. There are a few other, you know, well-regarded ones, and I'm sure those are great, but I definitely uh, like this. Now, it's not cheap. It's, again, I was mm. kindly sent one for free, but they're a hundred bucks. So it's definitely not uh, cheap, but you figure you buy it once and you're good for the entire console generation. Uh, no matter even if you're swapping out to other phones, unless mm-hmm. Apple decides to change the port, then I guess you're. Oh, Dustin, that looks that looks so yeah. Look at, how, <laughs> look at how convenient it is to use my three dollar clip from eBay.com. It look it looks like it works fine, oh, and you're using your actual Xbox controller, so you've got a good yeah. experience there. Yeah, and you guys got those thumbsticks that are convex, so it's like torture, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's so yeah, it hurts so much. Yeah, I mean, did it yeah. take you the entire time we were talking about to get it into the clip? Um, maybe. <laughs> well, and that's but that's a good. I don't point, like this though. topic, Ryan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're you're joking around a little bit, but you make a good point. Again, you know, this is a hundred bucks. It's a lot of money, and and like literally, how much was that, Dustin? Was it really three dollars? It was cheap. It was under ten. Yeah. So you know, yeah, so it is. If you just want to clip in your actual gamepad and bring that yeah, with you where you go, and and you know, you can definitely. Save a lot. This is at the higher end of the of the price spectrum. This but it's definitely luxury gaming device yeah. here. Not necessary. I'm what you call cheap. <laughs> well, you have My a kid now. All your yeah, your yeah. your financial resources are have been yeah. diverted and uh mm-hmm. and exactly. is, you know already accounted for. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> it works it's all, it makes sense. Microsoft's quarterly earnings call came through and they reported gaming revenue, specifically the gaming section of the company, was up. 50% year over year as Destin just sends that cash. It's money. Just goes dollar dollar bills okay. out, out <laughs> into All right. Yeah. 50% jump year over year from 2.35 billion uh, last at the same period. So, so the same count the quarter uh, to $3.53 billion this year. Now it's not an overall record quarter, 
because October through December last year, obviously when the Xbox Series X and XS shipped, that spiked it past $5 billion for the first time ever during that. But it is a record for the January to March quarter, traditionally more of a quiet one, uh, following, of course, the big holiday season, the big holiday sales. So uh, hardware sales, again, this is Q1, January to March. So January to March last year, uh, how, however many Xbox Ones and One Xs they sold, well, in t- fast forward a year, January through March, now with the, seri- the supply-constrained Series X and Series X, the hardware sales are up 232%, which is just outstanding. Um, and mean, and then on the content and services side, meaning software game pass, basically all the non hardware stuff, Xbox live that is up 34% or $739 million more than the same quarter last year, which, uh, obviously game pass being a, a big, big part of that. So, I mean, Ray, what do you make of, I mean, Microsoft's strategy, their, their moves are working. I mean, and, and that's very clear to see. The writing is in the money. <laughs> like what they're doing is working, uh, and I, for one, am a fan. Like, I, and as you can as you can tell, I I love what they're doing, and I want them to keep doing it. But I, it's like this is where I hope that they don't get comfortable, and they're like, all right, well, we're doing great, but now let's do better, and uh, see where that takes us. Because, man, so even with a shortage, two hundred and thirty-two percent. That's wild to me, but I I love to see it, to be completely honest with you. And it's just Game Pass continues to be one of the best values. I don't even say in gaming anymore. I say in entertainment because it's true. Um, There is so much value in that. I truly believe. And man, I I just, it's it's a huge W. Although I I don't see any faults personally as a consumer with Game Pass. Yeah, Destin, uh, I think you started to jump in there. I mean, another thing to consider. That 232% figure, that's, remember, that's compared, that's $500 and $300 consoles compared to, what, this time last year, what was this, the, the One X was three, maybe 350, and then the, the, uh, mm-hmm. the One S was two, 250. So it's not just that, it's not just that they sold 232% more year over year, but, the, but the, the, those ones that, did sell were cost way more money than the ones that that sold a year ago. So it makes it even more impressive. Yeah, it it is truly impressive. And Ray, to your point about them thinking that they're resting on their laurels, based on the previous story, those confidential documents that haven't come to fruition yet, they're not done. This is just what we know publicly, right? So you're talking about record-breaking And year over year, like their sales are doing really, really well. There is one caveat that uh, somebody pointed out on Twitter that I was a little curious about. I want to know how profitable is Game Pass? Because Aaron Greenberg has said it's probably making a little bit of money, but not too much. So that's sort of that loss leader strategy I I just brought up in the previous uh, story. But it's working for them. The word of mouth is getting out there. It's a really, really great service for consumers. And that is always exciting to me. And I just feel like I keep saying the same things every time we talk about Xbox stories. Yeah. It's great for consumers. It's great for developers, right? So it's really hard to be upset about anything because it just seems like it's it's a no-brainer. Like, this is good for the industry, period, right? And anytime that there is parity in sales of any sort or even a closer race between 
say, Sony and Microsoft, it forces Sony to play a little bit nicer. It forces Xbox to push the envelope and offer great deals like the, the 88-12 split. And that's why it's excellent because I want to see you know, people at home get the best value they possibly can. And when this happens, like all these stories start coming out, it's good news for them, right? Now, it would be great if you could actually buy a Series X. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, that but that's that's a problem everybody's facing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ray, I mean, to, to what Destin was just talking about, if, you know, whether or not Game Pass is profitable, I mean, does it eat? For us as consumers, at the end of the day, does it even really matter to us? I mean, if the- I mean, personally, no, I, I'm reaping all the benefits of this. Right. And so I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, oh, it's not making as much money as we would like. Oh, darn. I get to have all these games available to me on all of my devices. Yay. <laughs> so it's like, I, I just I'm like, I I'm like, as I, I see it, I'm like, OK, yes, I, I am not. I don't have any skin in the game when it comes to that. So it's like, yeah, no, I don't really. It's like, all right, well, y'all get to figure that out. As long as I keep getting my game pass, I'm, 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 I'm fine. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, ethically we are, we are not uh, allowed to be Microsoft shareholders, but I suppose if we were, maybe, the, maybe then we'd care a little bit more <laughs> about, yeah. about the profitability of game pass. But I mean, Destin, I think it, to your point there, it's, um, you know, we we compare. I mean, not just we. Everyone basically has compared uh, Game Pass to Netflix. You know, it's the it is the Netflix of games, and Netflix lost billions of dollars for years because, to, to, to your exact point, they had to build up that subscriber base. They had yeah. to get everybody in the door and get them subscribing before they could eventually turn the tide and start making a profit. And that you know, Microsoft has the benefit of being a trillion dollar company that can absorb that uh, as they as they you know do this work to try and get people into their ecosystem where in the long run it's going to theoretically make them a ton of money so mm-hmm. yeah i wouldn't worry destin too much about oh about i'm not worried <laughs> i'm not worried i'm just curious <laughs> yeah. you know and uh you know a few years ago like people were laughing off netflix like there's this documentary on Netflix right now about Blockbuster who had the chance to buy Netflix and they laughed it off. And well, like yep. there's one Blockbuster left. So really? that sort of tells you the story about that. And a lot of people want to go to Netflix or companies have been forced to make a competitive service that competes with Netflix. So if history repeats itself with Microsoft and Sony, Sony's either going to have to come up with a competitive service for Game Pass. Yes, now I'm sorry. It's just not there yet. It's not cutting it. Right. Right. And, um, it's just going to be really, really interesting to see how all of this plays out in the next few years. And I think we're going to be a lot closer to parity in the next three years. And I think the story is really, really going to be interesting five years down the road. Agreed. Absolutely agree. Because, yeah, I, I, I hope this is what you just said about those other entertainment companies having to conform to what Netflix did because it works so well. I'm really, mm-hmm. I really do hope that these other companies see, okay, well, Game Pass is really what people want. And so we have to do something comparable. Like I, I want, I want them to actually build a true competitor to the service. Yeah, the more the merrier. Now, Destin, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. watched the last blockbuster as well. It was, it was really good. Are yeah. you in this analogy? Is Sony the last blockbuster? Is that where you're saying? <laughs> no, you're going? no, you're not. Uh, no, I didn't mean to make that comparison, but that's that's sort of funny. No, 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 uh, definitely not. Because they are, blue. they are, they're both. They have their services. Color. They're just not on this at the same caliber right now yeah no right. it's uh yeah. yeah it's it this is all it 
Guys, I mean, I find this fascinating to watch in real time, like the the continued evolution of Microsoft and the even the, the as the Ray, as you noted, the industry itself just pivoting to these digital subscription services. It's it's kind of really interesting. I feel like, yeah, in five years from now, we're going to really be able to look back and and go, uh, oh, yeah, like, remember, remember, we, like we were in, had a front row seat when all this was just completely changing right before our eyes. Yeah, but um, I mean, because uh, I, I, I'll be the one to say it, and I know a lot of pe- other people have. You know, seventy dollars per game is it? It I feel it a little bit more now. I look at it, and I'm like, ooh, do I want to spend ninety dollars on the deluxe edition or seventy on the regular edition? And yeah, I, I I start to like wince a little now when I look at those prices. So I yeah, I get it. Or $9.99 a month on Game Pass, you know? And that's a lot a lot of people are saying, especially yeah. with MLB The Show Story being 70 on PlayStation and, you know, less on Xbox. It's just, it's it's really interesting. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen over the next few years. Is the value there? There's no doubt that even if you're paying $70, there's still value there for a right. $70 product, right? Yeah, Sony make, continues to make great games. Yep. Yeah, but as a consumer, you feel that in your pocketbook. Like Returnal is $70, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, got to be like, okay, well, like, do I pick this game up at full price? Like, I, I love that game on the Sony platform, but a lot of people pointed out to me, even though I'm talking about how much I love it, they're like, hey, that, that really hurts in the pocketbook. And I got to know, am I going to spend 70 bucks on that or like the one or two games that I can get later in the year? And mm-hmm. like people who, like when I was younger, I could only buy like two games a year. You have sure. to make that value proposition choice as a consumer, right? And like we're very fortunate being in the game industry. Like we get sent codes and stuff like that. And you can play MLB the show on XCloud. Uh, Bonus. Play that anywhere you go. With your backbone. That's right. With um, the backbone. Yes. yes. With the your- back with the backbone that Destin have. Thanks, Ryan. It is Destin. Yet is what I'm assuming. <laughs> yet. Uh, but yeah, you know, the other thing too, just a, a final point I think I want to make on this, this Microsoft quarterly earnings story. These these near record numbers for them, it just means that uh, with with Microsoft, with the gaming division making more money, it it basically just reinforces Phil Spencer and the team's plan. They're going to continue to get resources from Microsoft to uh, acquire studios if they want to, to build up new studios, to invest in the studios they have, to invest in new projects. That will ultimately net those great results for us, the players. I mean, that's really where we'll, where we'll see it at the end of the day. So it's, uh, it's really, really fun to watch as this goes on. This week's Podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, 
and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash unlocked without the E. That's N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash U-N-L-O-C-K-D. And that'll give you four extra months on the two-year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of fun to watch, your uh, older, your legacy Xbox One, and th- uh, I think there's even some 360 games in here, but this batch is Xbox One. Your Xbox One games are going to get more fun to watch if you play them on your Series X because of FPS boost. This was our headline topic last week. We talked about this a lot when that just massive block of EA games uh, headlined by Titanfall 2, which by the way, Ray, are, did you jump in the uh, the free Titanfall 2 weekend? Is everybody like the entire community like mobilized behind Titanfall 2 last weekend, which warmed my cold, dark heart. <laughs> no, I, I've i always been one of the people beating that drum. Play Titanfall 2. Not enough people play Titanfall 2. And I didn't jump in last weekend, but actually after the boost hit, I jumped in after the boost and was like, yes. oh man, and I was I, as I was playing, I was like, man, this game still feels really good. It's like getting back on a bike and learning, you know, re-riding a bike. I was like, this game is so good. And with the boost, it's just mwah, so much better. Yeah, yeah and Ryan, I want to... Uh bring home one more point you forgot the series s is also getting a, a lot of these fps boost titles Absolutely. also not it's all of them not, yeah but a significant yeah. portion of them yeah so the i, I want to point out the full list i encourage everybody to go look at the full list which is conveniently in a big chart at majornelson.com slash fps boost pardon me but among the new ones since we recorded last week they did another big drop yakuza 6 deus ex mankind divided that one uh would that would that game already is so brilliant that have mm-hmm. just having the better frame rate uh will make that even better shadow of the tomb raider alien isolation far cry 5 the division wasteland 3 and and more of them so there are now guys 97 total wow. fps boost games ray i mean this is bordering on becoming a competitive advantage i mean a competitive advantage even more than than the compatibility in general already is from Xbox relative to PlayStation. So I would say that for the folks who have the tech that can take advantage of this, absolutely. Uh, I feel like it is, uh, why not? Is I was telling my wife the other day, I was like, she was like, so explain it to me. I was like, so I can play a game 
that I already own just better <laughs> on the Xbox and the living group. And she was like, yeah. really? And I'm like, yes, the tech just, it, it, and I couldn't really explain because I don't understand the engineering behind it. was like, it just works better. I don't get why, but it does. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, because I, what, Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, remember when that came out and how hard that was to play on the Xbox? Well, now that game runs, I think, at a locked 60. It, it, right. I tried it last night and it runs great. I'm like, wow, this, this game is fantastic. But because the tech is there for it to do that, I'm like, yes, please. So the more games they can do this with, the better. And I, th- I absolutely do think it's an advantage for them. Destin, you, uh, you tempted to dive back into any of these new ones uh, on top of what we, <laughs> what we were already talking about last week? Yeah, I mean, probably. But I want to go back to before these consoles were out and just point out to the Internet. Do you remember when you didn't care about 60 frames per second? It's really great. And honestly, I don't I don't say this in a snarky manner. It's really great to see people get to experience 60 frames per second and start to understand the added value that that frame rate adds. And how much do these 97 games cost to, to get the FPS boost, Ryan? Just refresh my memory. That would how much be is a, it? A zero dollars and zero cents. This is just a free thing that they're doing, which is just awesome. You know, the hardware in the Series X and the Series S, it has a better CPU, it has a better GPU. It has a faster hard drive, and they're just like, you know what? When we can do it on on the S, we're going to do it for every game we can. When we can do it on the X, we're going to do it on every game we can. And they did. And like, it went from like a handful of titles, and they're like, well, hey, we can do this for like 50 more titles. Let's just keep going. Why not? Flip the switch. Do it. (laughs) And it's just great. It's great. the, the, The games I just listed, I mean, really none of them, I don't think any of them share technology. Um, like Far Cry Five is what that's Anvil, I think. That's uh, Assassin's, excuse me. Ubisoft's one of their in-house engines. The actually the mm-hmm. Division might run on this Anvil as well. I'm not positive, but Wastelands, diff, you know, different tech and Yakuza and Deus Ex. But but I do, I would imagine that that once uh, the compatibility team at Microsoft has kind of figured out the the cheat code to to uh, you know the. <laughs> on the programming side to unlock those FPS boosts on say like unreal engine games or, or what have you that they can apply to, you know, apply more easily to other games that use that same underpinning technology. But, but yeah, I mean, I, the compatibility team might be the like unsung heroes of, of the entire Xbox uh, team at Microsoft in the sense that like it was, Oh man, it was it was several years ago. It was whenever the original Xbox games first got added to backwards compatibility. That's when it was I remember it was October and I flew up to Microsoft to campus and did a I spent the day with the compatibility team and did a profile piece on them and sort of who they are and what they're about and and their uh how they work. And I just found this incredibly passionate group of people who really cared about game preservation and and keeping these games around and and making them run better like even back then you know Kotor was one of the first original Xbox backward compatible games and it ran at 1080p and i think that with a with a smoothed out frame rate uh on the on the Xbox 1 uh versus its of course original appearance on the original Xbox and that team has now gone from preserving all these games like i feel like you know, that that was their core mission for the first number of years of the program 
And now I feel like the compatibility team, their mission almost has transitioned to uh, enhancing those preser- preserved games through things like FPS boost. And that team is just, uh, I know Kareem Chowdhury is on that, headed up that team. Uh, I know uh, Bill, uh, Bill Stilwell, I think, has moved on from that team. But there's just a lot of really neat people. And it's, uh, Ray, I mean, it's, it's nice to know that these, that our games that we're spending money on now and that we spent money on a few years ago are going to not only just continue to live on if we want to revisit them in future Xbox generations, but they're just going to be better. Yes, absolutely. And I'll be very honest. Uh, early on, I wasn't the biggest supporter of backwards compatibility i'm like oh they're wasting their time on this backwards compatibility stuff and it's like think about what they could be doing in the, but then it, it became the the reality that games are disappearing and the fact that now you can keep these games physically in most cases and still play them on these consoles is a big big deal to me now but the fact that there is now an enhancement to some of these games which now they play better than when i initially got them uh, if I didn't finish them or games that I didn't pick up, that's an even bigger benefit to me as a consumer and a gamer. So I love this process and this program that they've built because now games that I really enjoy that I've kept over the years, in some cases, can be better than they were. So I can go back and re-experience them with an actual difference in the experience, which I think is a fantastic piece to add to the pie that they already have. Ray, I didn't even think of that. That's a really, really good point because you look on this list and some of the games pushed all the way up to 120 include the Metro series. And we're mm-hmm. about to get, mm-hmm. you know, I believe it's Metro 2, right, Ryan? Or no, I'm thinking Stalker, my bad. But anyway, <laughs> all yeah, the Metro games were pushed up to 120. I apologize for that mistake. And it's just great because you get a better experience with your older games, like you said. And we're at this point in the console generations where yes, games look better, but it's not like Far Cry 5 suddenly looks like poo-poo, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, so it's it's just great. It's like you get an enhancement for buying the new console of these games that you love and already potentially already own. So enjoy. And if you take it a step further, like FPS is something that we can all latch on to and easily understand. But they're also developing, as they revealed during the GameStack conference, that they're doing all these exclusive tools that are only available for the Series X and the Series S that are going to improve, like, the quality of the shadows in the world, the loading time of the textures in the world, like the hard drive gives them so many advantages and allows them to load assets so quickly. It gives developers more power for the things that they're creating. So FPS boost is great, but there's so much going on beyond that, that we're really going to start to see the benefits of over the next few years. It's su- it's a super exciting time. Yeah. And I, I guess one last thing I'd add to this too, just thinking more about it as, as the two of you are talking is that. FPS boost is also important because, you know, games now compared to 10 years ago, 15 years ago in the earlier Xbox days, games now are they're designed to to sort of keep you there, keep you playing. I mean, Destin with Destiny being one of the first big examples of that early and last generation of just a, you know, hey, we want to keep you playing for hundreds, if not thousands of hours with our game. And and. Those games being enhanced, uh, even though they're quote unquote old games, are mean that that those games that they're not just like nostalgic pieces that you're. Nece- I mean, some of them are that you just yeah. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, sure. Let me let me let me drop uh, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided back into my console and and check that out. But 
but some of them are going to be things that you're going to keep playing into the generation after this one that, you know, now you know that Microsoft's going to have your back and it's going to be even better on the future platform, which just gives you the confidence to keep playing it on Xbox. Yep. All right, guys, let's keep moving. There is plenty to talk about this week. Microsoft has announced that Halo Infinite will support multiplayer cross-play and cross-progression across PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S. This announcement came via Microsoft themselves on Xbox Wire, and it is being pitched by Microsoft as a way of building pro- uh, building communities Pardon me, around games, not devices, uh, and we'll see customization and game progress follow you across all platforms, as well as let you play with anyone on any available platform. So if you want to play co-op in the campaign with your buddy who games on PC, and you're on an Xbox One, and then your your you know cousin in another state's uh, got a Series X, you can all just play co-op together, no problem. We of course already know that Halo multiplayer for Infinite is free to play. Uh, and then we've got some PC-centric features that are going to drop for Infinite as well. Ultra-wide and super ultra-wide monitor support, triple keybinds, advanced graphics options, and more. Now, uh, Ray, I want to I want to ask both of you. I'll start with Ray here. Ray, are you are you tempted to play Halo Infinite on a PC, a game, a series that's always debuted on the Xbox console? Are you thinking? Are, is any of this tempting you to go PC on day one? Without question. I'll be very honest. Like, I am absolutely tempted to do it because uh, you said you said one of my favorite things, ultra-wide support. I love my ultra-wide monitors. You know, I know that's a luxury and, you know, a privilege to have, but, man, man I can't wait to see Halo Infinite and all its glory on the wide monitors. Goodness gracious. But, I mean, yeah, it's just like, oh, no, I'm so used to playing it on Xbox, which, but I still have the luxury of plugging in a controller to my PC <laughs> and also playing very it true. that way. So, I mean, I love that they're removing the boundaries so that way you can play with anybody who wants to play Halo with you, regardless of what device they're on. I think that's a humongous win because, yeah, I have friends who have every single other device. And like I said, it's hard to get these things right now, these newer consoles. So if they can play on what they already have, this is one less thing we have to worry about. Oh, well, we have to wait until, you know, Johnny gets the Series S or X to play Halo with us. Now he can play on his you know, his PC, that's not as good as my Xbox, but still, it's fine. Uh, and I think that's wonderful. Boy, I hadn't even, you make, you make such a great point about the continued lack of availability of the new consoles. I never really sort of thought about that piece of it where, yeah, like, it used to be, yeah, you had to get the new Xbox. <laughs> Otherwise, and now you can't, you can't, you, you know, it's very difficult to find them with the with the chip shortages and the supply constraints. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, if you've got the capable PC, bam, just as Justin would say, bam, just jump in and you're right there. How about you, Destin? Are you, uh, are you going to cross over with this so, Halo and, and go PC? Yes and no. And you want to know what the best part is, Ryan? It's cross progression. So I yes. don't have to choose. I can go yes. play on the couch. I can play on the PC. I can play on the couch with you guys on PC. Whatever I'm in the mood for. If I want to do on my your ultra- backbone that you don't have. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah. So I can play any, anywhere I want. And one thing you, you didn't mention that I, I read this article and I was actually really fascinated. This works both ways. So if you're a console player and you want to crank your field of view, that's a PC usual support thing that they do. 
you can do that. You want to play on your console and plug in a keyboard and mouse? They're going to support that option for you with the Series X and the Series S. And that's tremendously exciting that they're offering that opportunity. Maybe you have a poo poo PC, right? So plug in your keyboard and mouse into your console and you're good to go. You get a lot of the options that the console that the PC market is also getting. Their team has really, really thought about this in a lot of different ways. And remember, Ryan, this is Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, the Xbox app on PC, and Steam. I think Halo yes. is is going to be a huge hit. Like I, I don't know how they don't do it. If you look on Steam right now, remember, multiplayer is free. And now there's no Xbox Live requirement to play a multiplayer game like that. And some of the games on Steam that have huge numbers, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, oh my goodness, Counter-Strike <laughs> Global Offensive, free, Apex Legends, free, Team Fortress 2, free to play. And those are just the ones trending at the moment of this recording. I can imagine Halo being on Steam charts in that top 10 because of this accessibility. And it's really, really exciting to see that Halo Infinite has the opportunity to be there. And I, I don't know how they'd have to fumble this to not be successful with Halo Infinite, right? It just seems like, to me, well, we need the a writing's game. on the wall. We don't, you know, that's still... We need a great game. But yes. to, <laughs> for sure, yeah, the name, game needs to be great. I have a lot of faith that they're going to be able to do that. I agree. Uh, I mean, so yeah, number go ahead, Ray, please. When they, when they inevitably add it to the cloud, man, then you can play it anywhere. Mm -hmm. Then you got mobile in the mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So number one, Destin, uh, great point about steam. Like we we've actually seen the first sort of hint of exactly what you're talking about come to fruition from the master chief collection. When that came to steam, you know, they've been doing a lot of, They've been really just PCifying the Master Chief Collection and making yep. it super friendly and supported in all, all these various ways on PC. And, and it's done very well on Steam. So that, I think, is that bodes well. And number two, literally number two, you've now used Poo Poo twice, which tells me that you're a brand new father. Yeah. And that's exactly the, the kind of... <laughs> My wife told me to clean it up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Wait, clean up the language or clean up yeah, the, the language? Yeah, the language, the language. Well, both. Oh, okay. Oh, I think it's, yeah. yeah, maybe all of the above. <laughs> Not sure. It's, yeah. Hashtag new dad life. Oh. <laughs> um, so for me, yeah, I, it's, I'm, I'm an old man. I've been playing Halo since just about the beginning. It, it feels wrong to play Halo for the first time on a PC to not to not do it on an Xbox console. But you want to make it you want to make it really wrong, Ryan? <laughs> it supports the PS5 controller. Plug in a PS5 controller. That's true. Play on your PC That's using true. PS5 controls. Yeah. Can I use my Nintendo Switch Pro controller. <laughs> I'll do that. That's that'll be, be a good one. Eh. But what I was going to say is they're it you know it feels so wrong to do but they're making it feel so right to just go ahead and play it on PC. So I don't know. I'm kind of torn because my setup, again, I'm, I'm very blessed. I have a, a very recent PC from, uh, from just this past summer. I've got a 1440p monitor here but, uh, mm -hmm. that does 144 hertz or the 4K. You know, I could go 4K on the TV behind me. I'm, I suspect I might kind of mix and match, and, uh, but I... I in my heart of hearts, I, I kind of feel like I've got to run the campaign the first time, just the first time on Xbox for like just for for history's sake, for nostalgia's sake, and then 
subsequent playthroughs go for jump over to the PC. But but yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be really fun. And I mean, I, I would expect and hope that there is an option in within the matchmaking to only matchmake you against uh, people using game pads, whether they're console uh, or the, 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 they actually or, uh, talked about that. They actually talked about that in the blog post. It's input based matchmaking. Yeah. Nice. So it's based on what you're utilizing. It's really, really smart. And they also talked about their um, their anti-cheat methodology where they don't want to do something that affects your kernels. So like Riot does that mm-hmm. with Valorant, for example, which works, but people hate that sort of software. So they're trying to find like a happy medium with how they address that. It, like as a, just a big PC nut, especially in the last few years, it was a really, really fascinating blog post. There's so many little details in there that you could dive into. Ryan, it is, I'm really excited about uh, Halo Infinite after reading that and just how passionate, uh, you know, uh, I can't remember the other gentleman's name, but one of the guys name was Guy. And uh, <laughs> and it was just really, Welch? really cool to read about. Yes, that was the other one. Yeah. Sorry. But yes. no, I feel you. I, f- I feel like this is Phil saying I'm not going to yuck your yums on how you want to play these games. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you, Phil. I really, truly do appreciate that. And I'm, I'll be curious to see if you change your tune, Ryan, after uh, this hits. It's like, do you keep playing it on Xbox or do you kind of switch back and forth? I'll, I'll be really curious to see. Well, and and I'll and I'll be honest too. Like I, you know, within my line of work, I will hopefully get my chance to preview Halo at some point before it comes out. And in the age we live in, the remote, you know, work from home age, it is entirely possible that that preview opportunity might be facilitated through PC. So I might not have a choice that first time, and maybe I'll just super love it and be like, "Yep." Sorry, Xbox. Halo's a PC game now, and just uh, and just move on from there. But yeah, I'm I'm eager to see it on both. Like, What's how's it gonna look? Always was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How's it gonna look on my PC and feel on my PC? Actually, I mm. I would for me personally, the the feel of it is gonna. I mean, I know there are you know you can play Master Chief Collection on PC right now, but mm. I'm curious how what I'll think of the feel of Halo on mouse and keyboard on my PC versus on the on the series x controller through the the tv but yeah great to have the choice next up this week images from battlefield 6 have allegedly putting air quotes there just to cover our our legal bases but seemingly been leaked ahead of the game's official reveal which presumably is not too far out if they're these screenshots leaking they confirm Um, they're legit good we have them oh did they oh good yeah they confirm they're legit ryan Oh, good. Okay, so yeah. thank you for we can just we can just uh, drop the pretense here. <laughs> so yeah, so if you're watching us on video, you can see the first one. Uh, it shows uh, it shows you're you're in some sort of like helicopter or or aerial device, uh, aerial device. What? No, aerial <laughs> vehicle. Uh, staring, you know, a, approaching really, a yeah, really right sort of SpaceX looking uh, <laughs> rocket ship. I was waiting for it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. You're in an uh, air car of some sort. We can't. We're in a flying car. car. Yeah, my uh, fancy air jet. And go check out this subjective. Yeah. It's well, welcome to Westworld. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. The second one here is above. It's just an aerial shot up, up looking down up on either an island or a peninsula. And there's a like crazy storm clouds in the air and some, some sort of, uh, Crazy high-tech helicopters, like double rotor <laughs> helicopters, flying around. There's, and Ryan's not an aviation expert. He never claimed to be. Never claimed to be. Those I need to play already, more Microsoft Flight already, Simulator. Those are real. <laughs> <laughs> Destin, Call them air cars. Over. 
I'm really excited about these air cars, Ryan. Like they have the wait. chopper blades on the side. It's really, really cool stuff. <laughs> the game looks great. Like it's screenshots. There was this meme going around internally at IGN forever about the GTA screenshots. Oh, yeah. For like a year or two, all, they would send us like one screenshot and poor Andrew Goldfarb would have to write a story about a screenshot and everybody would read it because it's GTA, right? Yep. But uh, yeah, That's I mean, cool. I feel like, I feel like we're going to get something for Battlefield really soon. And we're going to learn all about these air cars and the exciting <laughs> new technology. Well, I mean, it, it, more seriously, Ray, on this note, like this does clearly seem to be indicating either a modern setting or even a potential near future setting. We've seen Battlefield bounce around timelines over the years. Uh, what do you think? Are you ready? Are you are you excited to go back to modern day slash slight near future day or or where, where do you like your battlefield to be in, on the timeline? You know, I'll be honest. I'd be I'd be more attuned to something that's more near future ish. I don't, I don't. I'm like, give me so that way they have a chance to kind of be like, oh yeah, this gun is like not like a future future gun, but it it works different than any other gun you've seen before. It gives them a little bit of room to play. I hope. Um, but I I'm all about this. Like, yeah, I love about it. So remind, correct me if I'm wrong. I know a lot of you will. Isn't Battlefield the one that in the multiplayer they have like extreme weather effects sometimes? Because I think that'd be amazing. I'd love that. That would be really Can't cool remember. to see. Yeah, I'd be. I remember one of them did that. I yeah. don't remember, but and I could be completely. I could be adding a different game to that. But no, that like with that look of the one that's just kind of there's that big storm in the background. I'm like, wouldn't that be just so cool if like you're you're hunkered down and all of a sudden there's like oh storms coming and everything changes on the map. Oh, that'd be so much fun. I would love that so much. Well, you know, I'm oh, evolutions. Yeah, they had levolutions. That's what they were called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah, it was go. weather. Sometimes it was like a ship crashing into the thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's what you're talking about. I think so. I mean, we do know. I mean, or actually, okay, we don't know, but we can very reasonably assume that Dice is going to be showing off with this game mm. because Dice is the creator of the Frostbite engine. That is, you know, kind of uh, not. <laughs> We, we, you know, it's, it's not exactly the most beloved thing with gamers in non dice games. A lot of times like say mass effect Andromeda or Anthem, but, uh, but in when dice themselves is wielding their own engine, it tends to be a very pretty beautiful thing. And in this case, this is next gen battlefield. This is almost certainly going to be a new version of frostbite. And uh, I think we can expect uh, a, quite the technical showpiece uh yeah i mean ray is is uh is that what you're would that draw you more in if 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 this game is is just like a crazy next-gen showcase oh absolutely that, and that's what i want right now i think from a battlefield game i want it to come out and be like look you can see every single brick that falls out of this wall individually and then i that's this is the kind of stuff i expect out of battlefield because it's always been this big grandiose type shooter and that's what i i hope that they lean into it's like just show up do your thing like please <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out so we'll see if that reveal is indeed coming up soon if screenshots are already leaking and and have been confirmed as real yes uh, Ray, are you are you with the the larger Unlocked family in in appreciating the 2014 Xbox One Classic Sunset Overdrive? Let me tell you, Ryan, that I am uh, absolutely one of those folks. You know why? I waited until I could buy an Xbox that specifically came with Sunset Overdrive. I bought that white, white Xbox. White one? 
Yes. Yes. I bought that white Xbox edition with Sunset Overdrive. Wrong, specifically wrong for red. Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> this isn't Sunset Overdrive. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> what the hell are we watching now? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it is. It's I'm so sorry, Red. You had no. it right. <laughs> see and that's what they wanted you to i thought gotcha. you oh my goodness uh, but no i i i love sunset overdrive um i truly truly do it was one of my favorite games and a lot of people are like oh that game was so great that game was great i love i had so I, i'm all about fun and that game is i what i define as fun so uh destin will be will be uh be drawn and quartered by our producer red after the show for doubting <laughs> i deserve him, it to I doubt him. what i'm doing <laughs> i deserve it i thought he was showing battlefield of your all but but got the, me. uh but the Kudos, uh, reason that I bring Sunset Overdrive up, besides just another nostalgia trip, I mean, it's unlocked. We bring up Sunset Overdrive like every four episodes. As you like should. A <laughs> contractual obligation. But uh, spotted by Nibelian on Twitter is this. Sony has registered a trademark for Sunset Overdrive. Yes, Sony. Now, Insomniac owns the Sunset Overdrive intellectual property which by extension now means Sony owns the Sunset Overdrive intellectual property. Microsoft does not. Microsoft published the game, obviously, but Insomniac owns it, and Sony has registered the trademark. Now, uh, Ray, is this? do you think this is just Sony uh, checking their legal boxes and protecting the name here, or do you think there's any chance that they're going to do something with this? So personally... I want them to do something with this. This is, I, it's a franchise I don't want to go away because I feel like there's a lot of potential, a lot of fun to be had there. Uh, and I just, but in reality, me is like, yeah, no, they're not doing anything with that. This is literally just to make sure that they retain every single right to it, just in case, you know, something pops off later on. But yeah, I would love to, you know, a remaster or something, or yeah, even, even a potentially, dare I say, a sequel. I would love to see that. Absolutely. Destin, are you with Ray on this, or do you, you you're you more optimistic? No, I'm with Ray. This the series is clearly beloved. Sunset Overdrive, a lot of people like. This is an IP renewal. They have to do this in order to like not lose the IP name and just be able to have that brand associated. But fun fact about this: this technology was utilized to make Spider-Man, right? And Insomniac, in my opinion, like I'm a big Xbox fan, but they are one of the most talented, insanely just technical design-minded developers in the industry right now. They are doing phenomenal things. The recent Ratchet and Clank trailer came out. Spider-Man Miles Morales, they had like the ray tracing mode or the high frame rate or the high frame rate mode. And then they hatched it. There's like, yeah, you know what? You want the best of both worlds? Here you go. You can have that too. Their engine is truly astounding and just credit where credit's due. They're just, they're just really, really good at their craft. And I'd almost say unmatched. At this point, they're they're just truly impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, I do agree that they were a steal for Sony. I think they're the, they were Sony got them for like two hundred something million dollars, which just mm-hmm. seems like they probably made that back already just off of uh, Spider Man. I would and say probably off of a lot. the first iteration. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, and on that note, Sony has spent less but managed to do more with their investment of cash. Right. Like they have a whole different philosophy from Xbox right now, but it's really, really interesting what they are doing with that capital investment. And one of the things are they're like, all right, Insomniac, you have Spider-Man. We see the potential there. And you know what? Keep doing Ratchet and Clank. And like, it's, it's smart. It's really, really smart. There's no other way to phrase it. 
So I'm with you guys uh, as much as I also I'd like to point out that we are all we all keep referring to this as a franchise when it is 100 percent not because it's one <laughs> game. It's it one never game. got to be a franchise. <laughs> and that's the criminal element of this. It should have been. It deserves to. But uh, um, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think this is just a just the lawyers making sure that nothing slips from their their grasp. Uh, from a, from an IP and a trademark level that they continue to control something that they now own. Um, but you know, th I think there, there's a shred of optimism, but there, it comes to me, I'll explain this in a second with a, with a, there's like a pessimism on the other side of the coin. So you guys kind of touched on it, but let's say, okay, if you want to be optimistic and say that, that Sony is going to do sunset overdrive and Xbox fans could, could play it on a PlayStation platform. They don't have anybody at Insomniac that we know of to do it because as far as we know, Insomniac is two teams. There's the Santa Monica team. That's the Spider-Man team. And they are almost certainly doing another Spider-Man game right now uh, because uh, Brian Intahar, who was the creative director on the first Spider-Man, was not the creative director on Miles Morales. So I would presume that the, the next, whether it's, Spider-Man 2 or 3 or however they're kind of because Miles Morales ended up, in my opinion, being way more than a, you know, kind of a 1.5. But anyway, Santa Monica team almost certainly working on Spider-Man. North Carolina team is finishing up. They've always done Ratchet and Clank. That's not to say that that's all they'll ever do, but that's what they've historically done. And they uh, are finishing up Ratchet and Clank. Sunset Overdrive was done out of Santa Monica for Xbox back in, you know, 2014. So the, fa the fact is, Insomniac themselves are busy. They are booked. They're probably not going to be going back to an IP that didn't sell in 2014, although we'll all maintain to this day that it was largely not Insomniac's fault. Sorry. They were kind of the... It said. <laughs> now, me, you before do. we got on the air... Before we got on the air, Ray's Siri was was just wanted some attention, and now mine does. For it's some apologizing <laughs> because they're not making a sequel. You're saying it's like sorry. Hold on, I gotta I gotta put this thing exactly what she said. Do not she disturb for an hour. There we go. Now it won't bother <laughs> me again. Um. Anyway, yeah, it, you know this is something. It Sunset Overdrive was arguably the quality was there, but it was probably. A largely a victim of its circumstance of that was when Xbox One was uh, really not well thought of in the gaming community and, and sales were not great of the platform and everything was just kind of uh, a little sad at that point in time when that when that wonderful game came out. But anyway, the point being between Ratchet and Spider-Man, Insomniac's busy. So here's the, so they probably would not be one to either remaster it or remake it or do a sequel. If one happened, I would have to think it would be another Sony studio, because Sony now mm -hmm. owns it. And I'll just throw one out to you guys. Bend. We know Days Gone 2 is not happening. They can make open world games. So that's that's where my optimism comes from. Is I think if if there is a new sunset of some kind in the works, it's probably not an insomniac, but it could be at Bend or another another Sony studio. Well, Ben's on a new IP. We know that, right? Did they? Was that confirmed? Yeah, that was in that. Okay. I think well, it was then, a Shrier article, so confirmed. You know, but yeah. um, uh, I was just going to say like Blue Point, maybe 
Like it wouldn't need oh, that much oh. of a touch up. A blue point could be working on it. Oh, blue. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. I'd love to see. I mean, if if Sony just wanted to bring the old game, you know, refresh it and bring it out on PS5, I think it could it would do wonders. I mean, it's it's a wonderful game that deserves to be played by more people. So I'd, I I would applaud that. Now. Oh, yeah, this game was actually good. Well, you think? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, right now that you mentioned it, would Sunset Overdrive would be pretty cool with DualSense controller features, right? Maybe. I mean, yeah, full point. Uh, I'll be honest. Sometimes DualSense, I'm like, just let me push the button. Other times, <laughs> like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. I get it. Yeah. I think you could do some, like with the with the grinding on like the power mm-hmm. lines and stuff. You could do some cool stuff with the yeah, you could do some cool stuff with that the rumble like, motors in there. Be good. I'd be all, I'd be all right with that, especially with the alt fire modes that you can do. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. We have got not too much time left. Let me move to the loot box because I already punted on that last week, so I want to make sure not to skip it this week. This week's loot box comes to us from Dan Morris asking about. Uh, well, I'll let Dan take it from here. What's up, Unlocked Crew? My name is Dan Morris. I'm a fellow podcaster and Xbox enthusiast. Ryan, I heard your call for video questions, and I thought I'd send one your way. We know that Xbox is reviving Fable and Perfect Dark. So my question for the panel is, with all the studios under the banner and Microsoft writing checks, what game series would you like to see get the revival treatment and brought back from the dead? Miranda, I want Scalebound back too, so I feel you on that. As for me, when I heard Microsoft had snagged Ninja Theory, my first thought was, man, I hope they get to make a sequel to Hellblade. Keep up the great work, everybody. All right. Uh, Destin, you're holding up props, so I'll start Very with you. Cool. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Whoa, I just happen to have these sitting next to my desk. That's so <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah. Weird. What is up with the Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver franchise? Anybody tell me. DM me. I won't tell anybody. I just want to know that it's okay. All right, because Raziel needs the attention he deserves. That's my pick. All right, I like that. Ray, how about you? That is is a good pick. I know a lot of people who are absolutely yelling and screaming, yeah, that's right. Um, But for me, I personally would love to see Jade Empire brought back and redone in the current structures that we have. I feel like that would be an amazing series. Uh, I feel like a big W uh, for Xbox to have exclusively and it oh that'd be good so yeah good. that was uh that was i feel like even in the at the time it didn't get a ton of attention it followed kotor mm-hmm. and i feel like and it, I think that's it almost problem. like yeah. lived in its shadow right mm-hmm. but not yeah, scale that's... bound that's for sure sorry <laughs> not sorry uh for me i'm gonna go with uh, I'll, I'll take a microsoft ip crimson skies is a game that uh, for the original xbox was it was beautiful. It played great. It was kind of open world in a way that, I mean, it was for at the time as, as open world as open world pretty much was outside of Grand Theft Auto. And it's just it was a great like setting, great tone, great dogfighting, aerial combat. And uh, yeah, just a really unique game that I feel like deserved to be continued. And, and I'd love to see that one come back. So Crimson Skies, that is my pick. Thank you, Dan. And again, if you would like to be featured on Podcast Unlocked, just submit your loot box question for the panel via Twitter. Film yourself, post that on Twitter, and tag me so that I can see it. I'm at DMC underscore Ryan, and you might be featured on an upcoming episode. All right, before we get out of here, we got to do the Unlocked Block trivia. 
Destin, this is a chance for you to gain some ground on Miranda. Let me double check the scoring as I give you the question here. So it's the question this week comes to us from Lee in North Carolina. Which of the following top 10 original Xbox games? And he's Lee has defined this as top 10 by Metacritic score. Oh, which, which of these is not not playable through the backwards compatibility feature that is on our modern Xbox consoles? Is it Burnout 3 Takedown, Ninja Gaiden Black, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which we were just talking about, or Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Chaos Theory? Ray, you are our guest, my friend, so I want to go to you first as I pull up the scoring here. I got to redeem myself because I'm pretty sure <laughs> I did not get it right the last time I was here. Um, so I'm pretty sure that I'm going to go with Burnout 3 Takedown, final answer. Oh, wow. Straight to final answer. Okay. I think, not I even... think that's what it's going to be. I am not no going to doubt myself this time like I did last time. <laughs> I'm all in on it. All right. I like that. Destin, what do you think? Yeah, I'm totally doubting myself. I'm pretty sure B and C are good to go. So Ninja Guy in Black and Star Wars Knights of the Little Republic, I'm pretty sure you can play those. I'm not sure about Chaos Theory, like the Splinter Cell games. Um, but I am also going to go A, Burnout 3 Takedown, because there was Takedown and Revenge, and I think mm. one of them is supported and one of them is not. And I'm going to say A, also Burnout 3. That's That's my guess. So by millionaire rules... We had Ray just locking straight in. Destin used used his own 50-50, just narrowing phone down. A friend. Yeah, <laughs> neither one of you used the phone a friend. That's, that's probably good. You saved that for a future. Can I call Phil? I, I, I'm sure he knows. <laughs> he would probably know. He'd be a good person to call mm -hmm. for sure. But neither of you needed to call Phil Spencer oh because you both got it right. Oh, Very yes. good. I am now on the board. <laughs> yes, I've added you to the, uh, to the scoreboard here, Ray. So bravo on that. Destined up to two points. Two? Yes. Oh, okay. What, what's You're, the lead? Miranda with three? Four. Oh, okay. Four here. All right, I'm back in the game. Let's go. There's, yeah, there's still plenty of 2021 left to go, so don't worry about that. Still time to get in it. Um, thank you to Lee from North Carolina for submitting a very good trivia question. You can be cool like Lee and send us a good Xbox trivia question. When you do, email it to unlocked at IGN.com, include your name, your trivia question, four multiple choice answers, and please note the correct answer in your email. And we'll play again next week. Alrighty, uh, that will about wrap it up for the 493rd edition of Podcast Unlocked. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. The thing I want to plug this week is... Uh, it's a pair of exclusive gameplay videos. I've been talking to the developer on this for possibly over a year. I'd actually have to check the email thread to be sure, but there is a game called Baldo, B-A-L-D-O. It is coming to Xbox. Uh, it's, on, it's actually coming to everything. Switch, PC, PS4, Xbox. It is straight, like it is a Zelda style game, but with a Studio Ghibli, Nino Kuni kind of art style. The music, I love it. It's like, it just it seems totally like my kind of jam. And there are, we have two videos. There's like a, a it's a 13 minute and a 12 minute. So there's 25 minutes of new gameplay up on IGN or on YouTube.com slash IGN. Check this game out. If you if you like Zelda, this game will probably uh, strike your fancy. It's 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 on my list as far as like awesome indies, like alongside 12 minutes and tunic like it's it's in that group for me. So check those videos out. 
on any of IGN's channels. Ray, how about you, my friend? What are you up to? Where can we find you? Give a plug one more time. Well, like I said, I am Ray Apollo everywhere, uh, but I would like you to specifically hone in on Twitch and Twitter. Come follow me on Twitch because we just we have a real grand old time. I play a lot of indie games. I also play a lot of JRPGs and RPGs because that's just my jam. We just have a good time. And then on Twitter, um, I turn all that nonsense into fun clips and I do a lot of other specific content for Twitter, which I never thought there would be a medium that I just specifically make content for, but I do and I enjoy it. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, Ray, it's been great having you back. I appreciate Thanks it. I you hope back. you'll please come back and see us again. Anytime you ask and I have the time, I will be here because I love this and I, I got to I got to give more points on that board. Absolutely. You're in the mix, my friend. It's a, it's a, it's anybody's game at this point. So here. we'll get you back on the air here soon. Destin, take us home, my friend. Yeah. So I'm going to recommend that you go watch Ray's stuff again because it's really fun and you need to check him out. But uh, yeah, for my stuff, definitely after you've watched Ray twice. Go check out the performance review I'm doing for Returnal. That should be out this week. I got a little bit delayed because of life. And then uh, if you want to check out my late night vlogs, those are on youtube.com slash the Destin channel. And that's why I'm usually pretty sharp with these topics because I read about Xbox stuff and I just talk about a lot of Xbox stuff. So if you're into that, check it out or don't, whatever. <laughs> Live your Destin life. Destin after dark. No, now you, now you have to check it out because he told you not to. Reverse psychology. That's gotcha. That's true. D, D after D. No, that, no, okay, no. That's not how I meant it. That's not how I meant it. <laughs> On that note, we're done. Oh, boy. Uh, this was Podcast Unlocked, episode 493 for Ray Apollo, Destin Legary, and super producer Red Rigos. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. We will see you back here next week. Bye. Hi, it's Jennifer, a founder of Go Kid Go and a mom to two kids. Join my family on the story train with Calm Conductor Birdie each night as we travel through the magic rainbow tunnel to everywhere and anywhere to find the best bedtime stories. Search for Story Train on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.